0: This is Utah Jazz Playoff Basketball on the Zone Sports Network. Wednesday night, the Los Angeles Clippers stunned a Salt Lake City crowd with a 119-111 win. And the Jazz are on the verge of elimination. Can the Jazz stun an L.A. crowd just the same? We find out Friday night with an 8 o'clock tip-off right here for Game 6 on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every moment on The Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
1: a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We are live at the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind here at the Warehouse. You, you look... Uh you look pretty comfy right there, Gordon. I am. You do too. That's yeah, not bad. You know, Clayton was talking in the last segment about recliners and how they would be good for dads. <laughs> yes. Maybe since you're you're having a problem with uh, other family members encroaching on your favorite spot, maybe you should drop the hint that a recliner might do the trick. I I, I
2: have a recliner. Um, uh, it's in a different room, but. Um... Yeah, I mean, I love recliners. Well, move the recliner to if the to if, the TV
1: room. What are you doing? If you're well, it, there is a TV where the recliner is well, a different TV. What about your your spot spot? I still think you're getting bullied within your no,
2: own home. No, no. When I walk in, they always offer to clear out that spot.
1: See, I think you need to be meaner at home. Like you know, they the like <laughs> they they well, need that's the answer. They yeah. need to be on edge or moving automatically when you enter the room. You, you think know fear what I mean? is a good motivator? Yes, to yes, you? I do. I think they should they should go right right over here, Gordon. Right, please, your your seat is right here. I have a leather chair that
2: I absolutely love, and it is right next to the air conditioning vent. And it blows directly on me. So it could be 110 degrees outside and I'll be freezing in my favorite chair. So I need to do something about that. Uh, There is a blanket there. But it's just. Wait, wait, how about this? Why am I paying money to make the house colder than I want it to be so that I have to put a blanket on when it's 105 degrees outside? How about about this? Will you figure that one out for me? How about this bold move? Move the chair. Well, the chair is in the perfect spot. According to who?
1: Me, except for uh, well, I could close the vent, but you're not supposed to do that, are you? I I think that that chair is in that spot because of someone else's opinion. (laughs) You got me there. (laughs) All right, out to the zone phone, we go. Of course, he's my co-host for jazz pre, half, and post game. He is our friend Tim Lacombe. What's going on, Coach? First world problems, man. Hey, you know. just move the chair. That's all. It's yeah, not but that hard. yeah, but
2: it's in the perfect spot. i got to admit, it's in the perfect spot. It's a. Maybe well, it. quit your belly aching and throw a blanket on. But why am I spending money, Tim, to to, to to cool my house to the degree where it's too cold when it's hot outside? That, that, does that make sense? No, it totally makes sense, but it's one of my favorite things. Sunday
3: afternoon in the basement, about 58 degrees, and golf on in a big old blanket. Right in the middle of the summer. Like that's there's nothing better. No wonder you love
2: our studio so much. Oh man. Don't get me started on that.
1: <laughs> that's that's controversy right there. Although Tim re- remembered a jacket last time. Uh, no, the key yeah. to
3: the studio is there's no blankets
1: laying around. Yeah. And
3: no lazy boys. You gotta sit upright and just take that Arctic blast right in the teeth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, coach, let's let's talk about the game last night and, and you said something in the post game. Uh, which I which I latched onto, and I thought you were right on the money. You know, the Jazz had a great first half. They made 17 threes, but it's not like it was your traditional Jazz performance when the offense was working. They made a bunch of tough, tough shots. It wasn't necessarily the a result of the blender per se, and then when the offense struggled in the second half, maybe we should have expected that because those shots can't go in forever. Yeah, I mean, that's...
3: It's interesting because we were sitting there watching the game. Um, Andrew Sorensen, who works the broadcast with David Locke, myself, you, and Austin uh, were sitting there. And, uh, you know, I, I, Andrew came out all excited. You know, the Jazz have hit 17 threes in the half. And we're sitting there watching it, and it was just the way they did it. You know, I mean, Clarkson made some tough ones. Donovan's shots were tough all night. You know, Bojan faced up and jabbed a couple times and made – or step back or step to the side and made a couple tough ones. You know, I thought Royce O'Neal was really aggressive to start the game. Uh, but, you know, that all kind of wore off. And unfortunately the, what didn't was the jazz inability to get stops. And um, it was really just made the jazz pay. Uh, Paul George was phenomenal. Um, you know, never been a huge Paul George guy for whatever reason, but I was really impressed with him last night. Um, and I feel like the, you know the, the adjustments that Tyron made early in the series have just kind of been, unfortunately, the the undoing for the Jazz. You know, and it's not it's not new. We've seen it all year. We've seen teams that have the ability to go small, switch everything, and then um, you know offensively play isolation basketball. It's it's really been a tough thing for the Jazz to crack all year. And uh, I, I really did think they were going to win last night. I thought Kawhi being out and the crowd and everything else. Um, there was a lot of talk about Donovan's ankle. I didn't really notice him hobbling around much on it until late. Um, and, you know, my thing is, if are up there to play, you play. Um, hurt or not hurt, you know, the jury report never said Donovan's name on it. um So, you know, I think, obviously, the everybody feels good on being out there. So, just, just a lot of frustration, unfortunately. And, um, you know, I went to... Let me stay back. In the day, I you know I got a lot of walk bys on my desk, and everybody's uh, everybody had an opinion. You know, I, I should have put a little box up there where they could have dropped it in, and I could have dropped it in. But everybody's got an opinion, and everybody's pretty bummed out.
2: So Tim, from a technical standpoint, given Rudy's game as presently as in its present state. Is there a way the Jazz can more effectively feed him the ball? Is there something they can do to make that happen so he can get it in a position where he can do some damage?
3: Well, I think I think everybody that has watched the Jazz, I mean, Rudy's made huge strides, but he's still not a guy that you're going to throw the ball to with his back to the basket. Um, you know, it's just not his forte. Uh, he he really is the guy who's going to screen and create issues, you know, for teams on the on the road. I, I think more than anything, what's really causing the Jazz a ton of issues is the physicality that the Clippers are playing with, and particularly with Rudy. You know, the smaller guy on the roll is allowed to kind of stand him up. shouldn't shouldn't be able to do it, but that's what they're doing, and uh, it's causing Rudy all sorts of problems. Um, you know, I think that you know knowing Rudy's game I, I don't I just don't know what else you do cuz you're not isolating him you're not putting him uh you know there's one way really Rudy runs the floor in transition so I am all about transition and the jazz getting out and running I think that needs to happen you know I think that they're at their best when that happens but in order to do that you got to get stops um and then the only other, the other way is, you know you're about Rudy scoring with controls. Or rim, run, rim runs and rolls really two too hard, and so I, I don't know I mean that's where you know Quinn makes his guys make what did so that's up to those guys to to figure out
1: so uh, coach I guess mentality going into elimination games um how from a coaching standpoint do you talk to you know your players to make sure they're in the right mentality to kind of have that do or die performance
3: well, the one thing you can count on, I mean, guys, particularly these guys, you know, this team has had such a magical year. And the one thing I've been so impressed with, um, you know, they've never really just let go of the rope, as David would, would say. Um, they've, they've fought and clawed, and I don't expect anything different. And I don't think you need to remind them of all this uh, elimination game. Those guys all know that. Um, and, and what's funny to me, these guys may be, may play better with their backs against the wall than, um, you know, a little breathing room. I I like everybody else yesterday when I was flying home from from L.A. Uh, on my way back to Salt Lake, and I saw the news about Kawhi. You know, instantly my mind went to, the Jazz are going to the Western Conference Finals. And this is right where my mind went because, you know, that, that's what we all, that's what we you know. Out. Um, this Is going to be great for the Jazz, but you know, Clippers had different ideas. They they were really resilient, and now it's the Jazz turn to do that. Um, you know, they, they got to do a lot of things right. They've got to fix a lot of things that aren't working, and it'll be a tough task. But they've won two games in a row this year, and they've beat the same team in a, uh, twice in a row. So nothing that they have to do right now has never been done before by this team. They, they they're capable of it. So. A matter of, uh, you know, having a hole in place. But I don't think mindset, effort, all that stuff is an issue. These guys will know what to say and um, announce it them to be able to play the game.
2: So, Tim, the whole thing that
1: Rudy talked about uh, with a, a, he sensed a lack of urgency. Well, it sounds like we lost him. We were breaking up with him a little bit. We'll try and get uh, Coach Lacombe back. Put a pin in that there, Gordon. All right. We'll, we'll get back to it. Don't lose that train of thought. I will. I probably will but so what
2: It's interesting to uh to hear uh what uh coach Tim has to say about what's happening in this series you know I he's right Rudy isn't ready to take that step yet that uh, for, you know the, the manner that you brought up earlier and I don't I wonder if he ever will
1: I think he's got it the they are the potential that is uh-huh. um, we've seen at times the taste of it. Like we've seen that drop step a couple of yeah, times. We move, you know? Yeah, we have seen some advances. Yeah, we have. We've seen that a little bit. He's he's tried the hook. He's made the hook, you know, right? Um, we, we've we seen little bits and pieces of it. And we've brought it up with others in the past. Like, does Rudy need a post move? Remember when that was a big mm-hmm. question? And I, I remember Locke specifically uh, answered no. But he was not the only one that the Jazz offense is you know, designed to get him shots at the rim. But... I think he's got more potential than that. You know, you look at the aggressive drop step. You know, that you can't tell me that's not a move Rudy can add. It's like the simplest, most effective post move in the history of basketball. You can't, <laughs> you can't tell me that Rudy's not capable of adding that to his game. Yeah. Hmm. But also, I think part of it, too, is Rudy's aggressiveness and his mindset. And he could talk about how they weren't, you know, aggressive on the defensive end. And I think he's right about that. But hey, see some of that on the offensive end from you, Rudy. Well, uh, okay. So why? By the way, Coach Lacombe's just—he's—he's in a bad spot and he's on the move. He's got uh, one of those day jobs. So we'll—we'll we'll forgive Coach for the poor reception and let him go about his uh, busy busy day. Thanks, Tim, for for jumping on with us. But, no, you're uh, gonna get even with him somehow. Heck, no, man. I've—you know what? I'll, I'll tell you this. I have so enjoyed this season. Uh, getting to hang out with Coach Lacombe on a game by game basis, I mean, it just talk about a guy that it's it's a lot of fun to be around. Has kind of one of those yeah. infectious personalities that uh, you just enjoy spending time with. And I think his his analysis on these airwaves and on the Jazz pre and post has been second to none. He yeah, sees terrific uh, acumen
2: is high with him. And Jake, I know what you like about him. He cares about you. He cares about other people. You he's know, a, he's not all about himself all the time.
1: You know, so opposite from my other coach. Oh, did I say that part out loud? No, <laughs> I think I'm I just beg kidding. Your pardon. Uh, those things. I'm you ta- here. I'm sitting right here in this comfortable chair. Those uh, those things you're talking about, I think, is what made him such a uh, a, a good coach. Yeah. When he was in the coaching ranks for for so long, and on a number of, of really good staffs. Speaking of that, uh, Coach Dave Rose stopped by the broadcast position before the game yesterday. Oh, did it's he? Good to see Coach. He's looking good.
2: Did you ever argue with him the way you do with me? Are you ever kind of the way you are with me? Are you ever kind of uh, ornery the way you are with me? Are you, are you, uh, are you... Um, are you- uh, erroneous in your opinions the way you are with me? Erroneous
1: in my opinions? Boy, well, he doesn't insult me like you do. <laughs> you know, Gordon, nobody has the the same... Uh, I could never have the same type of uh, freedom in our relationship <laughs> with anybody but you. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> you can handle it. Okay.
2: All right. Hey, I'll tell you right now. The Jazz win tomorrow night then I'm going to buy both you and Austin. I don't know what's something you need. How about a new pair of socks? How about do a I new air
4: conditioner it? for my car?
2: Do I need a
1: new pair of socks? Are you trying to send me a message? No,
2: I'm trying to I, say. i was trying to think of something useful.
1: Socks. You know? I do like a good pair of socks. All I right. suppose. I, I'll right. I'll
2: get you a new pair of socks if the Jazz win tomorrow night. Because I think it's a long shot. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See that just goes Don't through my that just goes through my mind naturally. It just does. It's just there. Kind of like, is Gordon gonna pay up on that Wisconsin bre- uh, bet? Don't hold your breath. Oh
2: come on! I've been trying to do that for years.
1: Sure, yeah.
2: Every you know, time, every time I try and set a time to take you guys to dinner. Oh, I got I got uh, to mow the lawn that night.
4: I've got jazz post game show.
1: I've got a newborn.
4: Got a <laughs> yeah. family.
1: There's a, a pandemic going on. Such <laughs> <laughs> <That's> flimsy. <laughs>
4: I sleep at one in the morning.
1: Oh man! But uh, we were talking about Rudy. We were talking about Rudy and his oh. aggressiveness, and to bring this full circle, thanks to Coach Lacombe for jumping on with us. Um, but I, I don't know. I'll be curious to see. You know, I, there's series left to be played, but I'll be curious to see what Rudy works on this off season.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Because
2: if they do fall short, because we all sort of targeted this year as being a time for them to do something extraordinary. If if they come back and they win this series, then it'll be interesting to watch them play the Suns. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of the game here a little bit, but uh, if they lose, then I, I think there will Everybody in the jazz organization will look at it like, okay, there's work to do. There's still lowering that, that golf score, you know, getting down to scratch every, every small move is hard, hard to do. And it'll dawn on the jazz that they, they, they're not good enough right now. If that, if they don't, you know, do what we think they might be capable of doing, but they'll have to,
1: Make some more moves other than just organic growth. Well, for, for sure, because Mike Conley's not under contract next year. So, well, I mean, yeah, we'll the, see how the, that goes. There's a fairly major piece to the don't hold right your there breath. that that's may a, be present or not next yeah, year. Yeah, that's
2: a major piece, and uh, I still think they need to address that, uh, that, uh, de- that uh, perimeter defense question.
1: Challenges, and now we're way ahead of ourselves. Don't yeah. mean to do that, certainly, but now the challenge is they don't have a lot of. They're not as cash strapped as other teams, mm-hmm. but they're not going to have a ton of, che- yeah. of of cheese either. So yeah. that's that's the challenging part. Again, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but you know, if if Rudy can can stoke that inner fire and come out in Game Six and really find a way to make an impact on both sides of the ball, that would that would go a long way to improving their chances of winning. I mean, it gets back to that. You know, who's the most important player on this Jazz team? You know, you certainly can make a healthy argument for Rudy, and this series might be proof to that. Well, at least at the one end. I think the Clippers have game planned to take Rudy out of it on both ends. Yeah, I think true. I think Rudy has been the center of the Clippers' plan on how to attack the Jazz and and Donovan too. Don't get me wrong, because they are yes. trapping him, so I'm yeah. not ignoring that. But I mean, the way that they've been playing, specifically the ISO offense, is to get Rudy away from away from things, and on defense, the switching is absolutely designed to take the, the rim away from Rudy. So, you know, I think they the Rudy's been at the center of the Clippers' game plan. You know, you brought up Mike Conley.
2: I I we will never know what that effect would have had. Unless he comes, unless he's able to play tomorrow night and make some sort of big difference, we won't, we probably won't, there's a good chance we won't know the difference that that would have made. I think it would have made a big difference because he would have been able to set the table for the Jazz in a way that Donovan hasn't been able to by his lonesome. Yeah. Because he's missing his partner in that backcourt. And if it, both of them were threats in that regard and could attack, that Clippers defense, and then, you know, drive and kick or or start the blender or do whatever, we we just don't know. We won't know, but something tells me, based on the way Mike has played against the Clippers in the past, that he would have made a big difference.
1: All right, it is Father's Day weekend. It's almost here. We're at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Does the family have something special planned for you, by the way, Gordon? Not that I know of. Is this going to be like some sort of surprise, or do you – I I don't know I
2: haven't asked. What do you want? My wife did ask me what I wanted for Father's Day.
1: And you responded? I don't know. Not to be left alone. Usually
2: I just say don't give me anything because you know. Uh... But
1: you don't mean that. <laughs> Out to the zone phone we go. As I mentioned, I it only is have one Porsche. It is Father's Day weekend. <laughs> Take care of the dads in your life. No better way to do that. Then here at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, particularly at these prices, Clayton. Clayton joins us once again.
5: This is a good way to take care of Dad. Of course. You know, Dads are awesome. Obviously, in my life, my dad, my hero, love that guy. And, you know, time to see our dad right. I think we always, you know, take advantage of how much dads do for us and a special time to you know sit back and say hey my dad really is the mad and he's really done so much for me and in my case that's definitely true and so here at the warehouse i'm going to talk about something i haven't talked about all day i'm going to talk about um a power sofa and love seat a power reclining sofa and love seat microfiber with us uh, usb chargers on both ends foot and head Power refining. Normally, you can get a, you know, sofa and a loveseat power refiner for thirty-five ninety-nine, maybe thirty-one ninety-nine. This weekend for Father's Day, we're doing the power sofa and matching loveseat set for twenty-four ninety-nine. And don't forget, here at the warehouse, we are Utah's best. Location without a doubt to get an adjustable base. I'm going to go over our queen deal. We have that queen head up only with the adjustable base. If you buy the base at 8.99, you get the free 10 inch gel infused memory foam mattress. Now again, that's a regularly that's a regular 14.99 uh, deal. We're doing it this weekend for Father's Day. Base with the free mattress, 8.99. If you don't need a queen size, you're like most parents. You have a king. As I said, we're doing a split king, that's two adjustable bases bases with all the bells and whistles, head up, foot up, two massaging zones, USB chargers, LED lights. With the purchase of two bases, you get two, three, 15-inch gel-infused mattresses. Again, if our competitors do a kind of deal like that, like this, they might throw in an 8-inch, a 6-inch or maybe even a 10-inch uh, memory foam mattress. You come in for Father's Day. You buy the two adjustable bases. I'm going to give you for free the 15, not 8, not 10, 15-inch gel-infused memory foam mattress for thirty-two ninety-nine. That's a regular $41, $45.99 deal. Forget that price. We're doing it 32.99. And also, like I talked about in the break before, have sofa and to sets starting at 589. And also, the a sectional, we just got in Well Supplies last, starting at 589. We'd love to we'd love to earn your business down here at the warehouse, especially for Father's Day. If you haven't figured out what you are trying to get your husband, your dad, your father figure in your life, come see us. We'd love to help you at a deep price. The Warehouse. Boom. Boom. Thank you, Clayton.
1: You're the best, buddy. That's our friend Clayton from the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Take advantage of it this Father's Day weekend. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280, The Zone.
0: Friday. Do or die game. This is what I'm made of. Uh,
5: this is for the throne and the kingdom. Oh,
0: Donovan Mitchell. Do or die, do it now. The Utah Jazz. The L.A. Clippers. They'll show up for this game. Game six. The Jazz Live pregame show kicks off at six with tip-off at eight on your home for Utah Jazz basketball. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
1: Oh, hey, guys. Jake here for my friends at Zero Res. (coughs) And listen, we've all done this, right? You walk into a room on a sunny day and you can see the dust all over the house. Yep. That dust is everywhere, including and especially deep down in your carpets. Uh, It settles down in the carpet fibers, and here's the problem: you can't see it. That is where my friends at Zero Res comes in, because no matter how clean you think the carpets are, the rugs, even the furniture, trust me, it's not as clean as you think it is. And Zero Res has been proven. They know how to get it clean. There's no other process like it, and it's been lab tested. No one can out clean. Zero Res. So do yourself a favor, call Zero Res today and let them prove it to you. Just $33 per room of carpet clean, minimum supply, but no maximums. And get this deal just for zone listeners. This month, Take 50% off upholstery cleaning as well. Get that upholstery taken care of. So call them today, 801-288-9376. Tell them Jake from The Zone sent you. They're going to hook you up. Just $33 per room clean. And this month only, 50% off upholstery cleaning. It's a tremendous deal. 801-288-9376. That's 801 288 zero
0: what time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan. This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30 point bell.
1: Tough loss for the Jazz last night to the Clippers 119-111 in Game 5 of their best of 7 playoff series. The Clippers now lead the Jazz 3 games to 2. Donovan Mitchell characterized his feelings about the series after the game.
6: Um, disappointing. Um, I think for us understanding that we- this is a winnable game for us, you know, outside
7: of Paul having a great night and a few of the guys doing well, but I think this appointment, But
0: understanding that, you know, we can't really sit here and sulk. The series is not over. We've got a lot of life left to give and a lot of juice to give. And we just got to go out there and play with the level of desperation that we have never played with before. Otherwise, we'll be home.
1: And they get that opportunity for game number six coming up tomorrow night from Los Angeles. Tip-off will be at 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6, live from the Plaza, out front of Vivint Arena. This update brought to you by Rough tough They set the industry standard for custom seat covers for cars, trucks, SUVs, and UTVs. Get the best fit seat covers for the make, model, and year of your vehicle. And do business with the Utah company since 1976. Check them out today at RoughTough.com. That's RoughTough.com.
0: What do you want? You're locked on to the big show. Presented by Big O Tires.
5: Just doing it big,
0: you know. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
1: live from the warehouse 1825 south uh, 1825 south 300 west Jeez. price is so low to blow your mind they've got some extra special deals going on this father's day so do yourself a favor drop by take advantage of it i want to remind you about our friends that you went uh, golf serving utah golf since 1971 gordon uh win or loss joe ingles he comes on with dj and pk it's impressive yeah to his credit he he's committed to it and he does it and he's uh, it's insightful You know, sometimes even more so after losses. (laughs) Uh, But uh, he was on this morning, and we thought we'd give uh, the 5 o'clock hour listeners a chance to hear a little bit of that uh, conversation this morning. Let's do it. All right, let's get to it. Here's Joe Ingalls from The Joe Ingalls Show.
6: I'm not going to uh, bore you by reading you all the social media that we've got on our accounts uh, since that game ended, but I think you can imagine kind of the tone and the demeanor and how far down the fan base is. And so I think everyone's curious, well, uh, before we get to all the specifics, uh, how down are you?
7: Yeah, I mean, it was a tough night and probably still heading into the morning now. So, um, yeah, I mean, we just – I mean, you can, like you said, there's a number of things um, that we didn't do well. Um, A few things that we we did do well. I mean, I always kind of say it, but there there is always good things you can take.
6: All right. What are those good things?
7: Oh, I mean, I think the way we came out at the start of the game, I think we were on the front foot, I think. The, the, or not like the three nights ago or whatever in LA we we kind of got pushed back a little bit and we not that we folded over but it was like we, we were fighting uphill I think we came out aggressive and, and, and the way Boyan was shooting the ball like we were we were getting getting good looks and obviously knocking them down and it kind of I mean in terms of offensively especially dried up the, the shots weren't falling and, and we it was obviously every, every possession was making it tougher and tougher and then um, a few turnovers, a few breakdowns, whatever it is. Um, A couple of the possessions like letting man shoot is there. Like you, you, you have to play percentages on some of it and he, he made a couple of plays. Um, But yeah, well, like I said, we'll, we'll go in this morning and film and, and obviously start to, to recover and get ready. And, um, they have got no, no other choice but to, to um, put it all out there on, on Friday and, and get a win and, and hopefully come back for a, a game seven.
6: So obviously multiple things went wrong, and I said earlier that uh, I, I think the number one thing I saw was just their ability to put their head down and get past guys repeatedly, and it was, it was different Clippers getting past different Jazz guys, and that made it worse because you just it wasn't like one thing you had to fix. The ball could go to multiple guys, and they seemed to be able to get in the pain or get all the way to the rim. Was that the first and foremost the biggest problem, or was it something else?
7: Yeah, well, I think... Obviously, without Kawhi and and whatever, they've made a pretty big emphasis. And this was even with Kawhi, the kind of games three and four of uh, really pushing the ball. Turnovers or even some makes. Really, really, like, pushing the ball and... Or in transition which um they haven't been a huge um kind of transition i don't know about throughout the year
6: but
7: once we've got back in transition defense we've done a pretty good job in the half court um but there's been so many opportunities that we we haven't got back um and they've been able to get out of the lane and then when you're on the back foot in transition it's like you were saying like they've might it might be a mismatch or it might be cross-match just because of how quickly they got up before and now we're guarding. Not the wrong person, but Rudy, Rudy might have to pick up the ball one time and, and I'm sitting back on Zubak in the post or whatever it is, and it's um, you end up being cross-matched. and um, Obviously, they're playing small, so there is a lot of similarities with, with the players out there, um, especially height-wise, but... Um, we have a game plan and we have matchups. And we we want to get to, to them as much as we can. So um, yeah, I think their, their aggressiveness and, and focus to, to really run has um, has been hurting us. They've been scoring in transition and and like you said, just getting out and I mean there was a few last night, it was like one dribble kick ahead and they were they were shooting a layup or getting fouled on the rim, um, which obviously being one of the, the better, if not the best, defensive team for, for a lot of this year um, is not something that we're, we're not, I mean, not proud of, but something that, that can't happen when we're out there.
6: How hard it is is it to bounce back from what we can consider a devastating loss? I mean, you guys are pros and you're expected to do it, but is it difficult?
5: <laughs>
7: the easy answer is we don't have a choice. Um we lose on Friday where we're having our meetings on Saturday so um, if this like I think I said it to you guys last week like the, every, every game should be important so like we're going to get to play this for what 10 years maybe 15 if you're lucky like this is a very very short time in a very long life we're going to live and we're very lucky to, to do what we do and if you can't be motivated or whatever it is like I said in in Game 1 or Game 72 or or especially in the playoffs, um, like, I mean, you shouldn't be out here. Like, go and and find something that motivates you. Um, Like, if... if, And especially in this situation, like, yeah, yeah, obviously it's frustrating and and guys are pretty kind of... um, Not necessarily, like, down, but frustrated and, and obviously... As you said, being a professional, athlete, like we can be down or frustrated or mad, but we do know the next day we've got to we've got to bounce back and, get, and start to get ready for for the next game. Like if we go into to game six feeling like we were in the locker room after the game last like, night, oh, then we're almost shooting ourselves in the foot. Like we're, we're almost kind of starting the game a step behind already. Um, so it is it is frustrating, and, and guys were frustrated, and mad, and whatever other words you want to use, but. Um, I mean, we don't have a choice. We, we go out there and and they hit us first and we're fighting uphill all game again. It's, it's, uh, it's tough. And um, I think walking off the court in L.A. the last game, they're back to full capacity now, so they're going to be sold out. They're going to have their fans ready to go. They obviously don't want to come back to Utah. And um, we've got to do everything in our power to, to, to win that game or whatever it takes. And, if, if you can't get motivated for that or, or get focused and get ready, um, you're probably in the wrong business because it's, it's kind of like up against the wall or, or whatever whatever you want to say it is. Um, we've got to kind of embrace this moment, enjoy it, and, and, and like I said, come, come back with a win. We've, we've, got, we've got no other choice.
6: Joe Ingles joined us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone uh, with Mike Conley out and with Donovan Clearly Limited. Uh, to shooting perimeter shots and uh, rarely, occasionally, but rarely attacking the hoop. I wonder if uh, if guys like you, and I thought maybe Royce was thinking this last night, that you have got to break the paint, as Quinn likes to say, and get to the hoop. Do you focus on that a little more given what's going on with other guys on the roster, or is that a dangerous way to think and you can't predetermine everything, you got to read the D every time and let them dictate your decisions?
5: Yeah,
7: I mean you can't predetermine it, I don't think. That's I mean, that's a, I like the, the pure joy of playing basketball. Like, it's a, a read-and-react game, and, and the best players and the best teams are the ones that obviously can do that at a, at a higher level. And um, in saying that, like, yes, like we, we still do have to have that as a, as, a, as a focus. I think, like you said, obviously, Mike is elite at breaking the pain and, and creating and, and doing all that, and, and so is Donovan. Um Obviously, Mike's out and Donovan's dealing with his, his ankle. Um, so for, for JC, myself, Royce, um, kind of really all the guards that are out there um, playing the way we play, like if we've got a shot, taking the shot. But, but yeah, like you said, knowing, knowing that if we can get in there and uh, play off two feet and, and create and um, they, they do regardless of the game it's been they they collapse so hard in the paint um no matter who no matter who gets in there um they kind of collapse and then they they fan out and then try and contest the the shots uh or make you drive again so um i was probably trying to focus on a little bit like you you don't want to over like you don't want to give up a a wide open three because you're thinking about breaking the paint and you don't want to over break the pain and then not think about your shot it's a kind of a two edged sword. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a read and react game. If we've, we've got a shot, I feel like we should take it. We we have been taking it a lot of time. That's how he's played all year. and It's kind of what has, what, what got us as far as um, we had, had so far got. Um, but yeah, we've, we've got to read the situation. If they close our short or they miss a rotation or it's, Zubar closing out because of a rotation, like re- reading that play and making a decision and um, being aggressive with that decision, being confident, being aggressive and um, whatever that outcome is, we make it, we miss it, we, we get in there and make the right play or have a turnover, we've, we've got to get to the next play and um, back to what I was saying before, get back in transition D because on a, a make or a miss they're, they're running it as, as fast as they can at the moment.
6: So, Paul George may not care about you, Joe, but I certainly care about you. And I also care about (laughs) Paul George's ability out on the floor, and he's playing very, very well. Uh, What can you guys do to maybe rein him in a little bit more?
7: Yeah, I mean, um, I'm not too disappointed. He doesn't care. I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. I've got uh, a few people at home that care about me, and that's – important part but um, yeah I mean he's, he, he's playing at a high level I think he's obviously taken the the load offensive especially last night the, the end of game four um, yeah we just got to I mean it, obviously the way they're playing with the the spacing and all that they're, they're trying to put Rudy in certain positions to not be able to help on the rim Um They're not even really, like, playing for mismatches. He's kind of just attacking whoever's on him. And um, top to bottom, we've we've got to do a better job, whether that be Royce or I, who's probably on him the most, um, the the two of us. Um, Just making it tougher, uh, making it harder. Uh, Obviously, I think... I can't remember off the top of my head, but, like, a majority of their starters, I think maybe Terence Mann was the only one that didn't play, like, high 30s, early 40s, um, minutes-wise, so... You've got to make him work. Whether we can put him into more actions on the other end, um, again, make it make it tough on him in the half court. Um, again, I'm sure we'll we'll throw some different looks. We'll, we'll, like I said, we'll go in this morning and and obviously have a, a shoot around or a meeting tomorrow morning as well and, and look at some stuff. But um, obviously, he's kind of the the, the key. Um, him and probably Reggie Jackson offensively. Um, have been playing well. I mean, Reggie Jackson's played well, kind of all series offensively. Um, so obviously, Paul George is the guy who's kind of the head of the snake, and then those other guys kind of feed off him. So um, yes, yeah, no secret we've got to do a better job, and um, I'm sure boys will take that challenge. I'll take that challenge. Whether it's a mismatch on him or um, we change some things up, but we've at the end of the day we've we've got to do a better job.
1: That was uh, part of Joe Ingalls' conversation with DJ and PK this morning, the Joe Ingalls Show. Uh, we've got the rest of that for you in podcast form. You can go ahead and download it wherever it is you get your podcasts. Uh, we'll have more coming up next, live from the warehouse. Stay tuned, 1825 South, 300 West. want to remind you the Top 60 and 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hanson Scotty will announce another member of the Top 60 players in the state of Utah as we catch you down to the start of college football season. It's the Top 60 and 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union and ICON. Only here on the Zone Sports Network. Born next,
0: straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. This is Utah Jazz Playoff Basketball on the Zone Sports Network. Wednesday night, the Los Angeles Clippers stunned a Salt Lake City crowd with a 119-111 win, and the Jazz are on the verge of elimination. Can the Jazz stun an L.A. crowd just the same? We find out Friday night with an 8 o'clock tip-off right here for Game 6 on 97.5 and 1280, The the zone. Oof. When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every moment on the zone. This is the big show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 975-1280 the zone and the Zone Sports Network. There isn't much that makes Austin Horton angry. Wait, who are we kidding? Almost everything makes Austin upset. This is Austin's airing of grievances. The tradition begins with the airing of grievances. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a big show. Gordon Monson,
1: Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Prices so low it'll blow your mind. Our producer, Austin Horton, has an enemies list someplace you don't want to find your name. But, yeah, we put people on that list all the time. Who's going on the list today, Austin?
4: Uh, the state of Utah Constitution.
1: Oh, wow. jeez.
4: Now, it's, it's only serious to maybe me, but I think it should be serious to everybody. Uh, the governor, uh, Spencer Cox, former uh, co-host of a, a show here on 1280 The Zone at one point, by the way, uh, he said that... He is in favor of uh, instituting a statewide ban on fireworks because, as he put it, quote, I can't emphasize this enough. It's worse than you think it is right now, close quote, as far as how dry things are. Uh, However, the Utah state uh, constitution bans the governor, restricts the governor from legally issuing a fireworks ban statewide. So... Not only would uh, I've always wanted one every year, regardless. If if we're in a flood, I would like a, a fireworks ban. But especially this year, let's let's have a fireworks ban. But according to the state constitution, legally he cannot issue a statewide ban so the state's constitution goes on the list
1: wait i'm confused now i know you're not a a constitutional lawyer austin but there's there's no way it specifically mentions fireworks in the utah constitution right i was
4: i was just simplifying it for the segment yeah well that's why i'm
1: I'm asking because i mean it's it's more about
4: it's more about banning private business empire or uh uh, ex enterprises and things like that
1: So. so how
2: does one get an action taken what do you mean how can how can an action that needs to be implemented? How can that be done just through the legislature?
4: Uh, yeah. You mean to to remove that from to allow him to issue no, a ban I mean, going I mean, forward, I mean, or
1: I mean to yeah, to, if they were to ban it, how would they do it? Yeah, They'd have to go through exactly. the
4: legislature would have right. to make that call. Yeah, and and they have said they're not gonna so
2: because they want everybody's you know, houses to burn down. Yeah,
4: it's it's time for a rebuild, a restart. So. <laughs> oh,
1: now, there are communities out there that are doing it. I know I live in one.
4: Yeah, very- cities are allowed to implement uh, their own uh, restrictions as they see fit. So.
2: What the state can't
4: the state cannot say no fire. Well, the state can. The governor can't.
2: The governor can't. Yeah. Okay.
1: Now, now, what about people that want to weed their garden with a flamethrower, uh-huh. like that guy in, <laughs> uh, like a guy in Bryan head. Can hey, the governor man. step in there?
4: This is America, and if you if you're not allowed to do that, then I don't want to live here anymore, Jake.
1: That that still goes down in history as one of the most ridiculous 911 calls I've ever listened to <laughs> where the, the guy's neighbor called the police like, hey, this idiot is weeding his garden with a flamethrower. He's going to burn down Brian Head. And then
4: sure
6: lo and lo behold, and behold
1: mm-hmm. this is what happens. Uh, all right. Do you know
4: how much that fire cost, by the way?
1: Oh, it had to be in the millions, right? A million
4: dollars a day
1: yeah, yeah. until it got put out. How long did it take again?
4: Uh, was it 16
1: days? Yeah, it was it was a long time mm. that particular no. fire went. Should charge him uh, every nickel. How about this? Everybody be careful out there.
4: How about this? Watch fireworks on YouTube this year, please.
1: How about on this? On silent. Where, where, do, where would one buy a flamethrower? <laughs> <laughs> Good
2: question. Well, would I have to, to order it on decide. the internet? Or Smith & Edwards,
1: maybe? Yeah, <laughs> can I go to Smith and & Edwards and ask them about their, their flamethrower selection? Uh, Guffey. Oh, I love those spots. Is there
2: a flame flower on the jazz? Oh.
1: um,
2: isn't that what uh, the one police officer used to say on his shows before everybody went out to do their? I never watched that show. And he said everybody. They said everybody could be careful out there, right? And that what he said?
4: I've, I don't. I've never seen a second of it.
1: Did they have a flamethrower in Hill Street Blues? I'm, f- I'm failing to see the connection no, I said earlier, oh, everybody okay. be careful. Hill there. Street
4: Blues does have a very uh, uh, inappropriate theme song for the type of show it is.
2: Oh, I, I used to love that. It's just
4: like some piano sonata oh, as, yes, as police cruisers are flying through the sky right, that, chasing that's, bad guys.
2: Hence the
1: juxtaposition. <laughs> Was it at least blues music? No.
2: It was was like Yanni.
1: It was like a soft piano. It's like Larry Ferrari. How can you have a show named Hill Street Blues and not have the intro song be blues music? You can't have a show called Hill Street Blues and come in with a solid polka. That doesn't make any sense.
2: Austin, can you take us a break with that?
1: Uh, with that? Song no, we playing. don't have time to do that. Uh, We've got
2: to now, now we we talk to Clayton. we got to hear.
1: We got to talk to Clayton. Let's yeah, get out of yeah. the zone phone. Joining us now, we are live at the warehouse, eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West. And I bet you Clayton has never even heard of Hill
5: Street Blues. Uh, I bet he has, Clayton. <laughs>
1: um.
5: You know, I, I definitely, I'll skip that question and go to the flamethrower. I definitely don't know where you can buy a flamethrower, <laughs> but I do know where you can buy some sweet mattresses.
1: Ah, I see what you did there. Yes, you do.
5: <laughs> we got, we, last week we we went deep into the emails uh, of my dad's email, and I found a supplier of some top, high-end mattresses, and I was able to get a truck to come in with some onesie, twosies, high-end, everything from twin to twin extra long, full, queen, and king mattresses. Now, these are as supplies last. I don't have, for example, 10 of these kings. I kind of I have what I have. You can come look at them. Come check it out. But if you're in the market of getting a good, nice mattress, you're sick of your neck hurting, you're sick of your back hurting. Time to come in and get a new mattress. Stop sleeping on the mattress you got as a wedding gift from your uncle that he had handed down to him and then he handed it to you. Those days are gone. Especially this weekend being Father's Day. Get your dad a new mattress. We have some awesome twin extra long pillow top mattresses. Normally they go anywhere from twelve ninety nine to nine ninety nine. We're at four ninety-nine. We also have California King the split one. So if you want an adjustable base and you have a Cal King bed, it's actually more expensive and harder to find. We've got some in stock. We have four split Cal King eight-inch memory foam gel-infused mattresses. Normally, because they're so rare to find, uh, they're anywhere from you know, like I said, twelve to even fourteen hundred dollars. We're gonna go at four nineteen for that split keen 8-inch memory foam mattress. We also have uh, twin mattresses, folds and queens. Again, while supplies last, if you're in the market, you need a mattress, you have a guest room that needs a mattress, you have a son, a daughter, of course, your dad needs a mattress, come in, start sleeping right, start investing in your health and in your back. We also have the adjustable bases where you guys absolute best price in the entire state i would even say the entire the entire country uh, of getting an adjustable base with a mattress we have the queen head up only come in and buy that adjustable base at 899 i give you for free a 10 inch gel infused memory foam mattress you come in and buy the split king the his and the hers you come in and buy those two adjustable bases with all the bells and whistles head up foot up Two massaging zones with USB chargers and the LED. Of course, his and hers uh, matching uh, controls. You come in and get that base at thirty-two ninety-nine. I throw in two, free for free. Everybody loves free, free. Fifteen-inch mattresses. This isn't a six-inch. This isn't an eight-inch. This isn't even a ten or twelve-inch. Fifteen-inch top-of-the-line bed mattress. And I get it to you for free when you come in and purchase those adjustable bases. We also have that uh, Father's Day special recliner starting at $299. We would love to earn your business. Come in and check us out. I promise the prices are so low, it will blow your mind. Boom. Boom. Thank you, Clayton. You're the best.
1: Thank you, guys. All right. There you go. That's our friend Clayton. Take advantage of it at the warehouse. 1825 South, 300 West. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to The Warehouse for hosting the show. They're great. Got a great deal going on uh, over Father's Day weekend. Uh, all sorts of stuff in the store. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. 1825 South, 300 West. Gordon, the movie zone's coming up next. Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot. Should we find out what the poll question is this week? Let's let's do it. Austin? Uh,
2: We're asking
4: for your favorite Samuel L. Jackson role and movie because uh, the hitman's wife's bodyguard is coming out, or it actually came out uh, yesterday, in fact. So we'll, uh, we'll be talking about that this week.
2: Didn't they say that that's a whole different role for him?
4: Uh, it's, I saw the first one a couple of years ago it was really funny. It was not that different of a role for him. Really?
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, the first thing that jumps to my mind is, uh, the villain from Jackie Brown. Did you ever see Jackie Brown? Oh yeah. 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 I didn't watch the whole movie, but I saw bits and pieces. of it. You say that about a lot of movies. That's you I sit it. down and watch a movie. Yeah, I do. You're right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 2021 Gordon. You no longer need to channel surf your way through it. Just pick a movie. <laughs> and watch it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, but also, what uh, the the guy, the stick up guy at McDowell's in Coming to America.
4: That's a good point. Isn't that like his first appearance on I, on
2: screen? I think so.
1: I think that's his first <laughs> role. That's like eight seconds long. <laughs> yeah. And that's the one you're going
2: to pick out. No, no. I'm going with Jackie Brown. Yeah. I thought you were going to pick. Uh, uh, what's the one when he's the hired killer?
1: Pulp Fiction. He's good in Pulp Fiction. I like Pulp Fiction. Also like A Time to Kill. He's good in that movie. Oh,
4: he's great in A Time to Kill, yeah.
1: He's done... He's he,
2: There are parts that he plays that are, are fairly predictable, but every once in a while you'll see him in something that is a little different. He's a good actor. Well, Pulp Fiction was certainly
1: different. Well, for sure, yeah. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson's great. And and so, he, yeah. Something he tells was, me
4: we'll talk more about Pulp Fiction tonight
1: too. Mm. That movie uh, kind of revitalized John Travolta's career. Now, yeah, yeah, it was kind of right. like Grease, and then look who's talking, and then a whole lot of nothing. Until no, Pulp there, I think there had been other things before that, haven't there? Hadn't
2: there been?
4: Saturday Night Fever and Grease, and that. But those were both you know musical dancing things. Yeah, and this gave him an actual uh, branch out from that uh, scene. Yeah. Well,
2: he was dead in the water there for a while, you know. And uh, then he came back strong. Made
1: a whole lot of money. So, yeah. How about that? Uh, funny how that so All right. The Movie Zone is coming up next. Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot. Gordo, you enjoy your evening, sir. You too, Jake. And uh, everybody stay safe and find ways to be happy. It's The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.